welcome to episode 91. Well, we're inching towards 100 here of the CGM podcast. And I'm joined by the usual cast of characters. To my right is Mountain Man Alex. Hello. Hello. And to his right is Movie Phil. That's me. Movie and Phil? Is that yeah, what that's we're right. calling him? I guess Mountain Man was two words. I was going to say, we're getting I think one Cinema Phil sounds better. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah, Cinema Phil. Cinema File, Cinema Phil. Yeah, I that think, works. I like that's actually really good. You should do that. That's I a like horrible part. No, no, Film Phil. Yeah. Say that five times. Do that too? Yeah. Cinema Phil works. Because he is the Cinema File. He's classier than the word movie. Exactly. Yeah. Because he watches cinema. Yeah. Well, that's inaccurate, but I'll take it. And to his right is. You know, I guess we'll still go with it. It's been like two years. Yeah, the illiterate. The illiterate Wayne Santos. That's right. It's only been two years since yep. we've been using that joke. I think yep. we need to move on illiterate, and get you a And yet joke. I do know what a cinema file is. So, <laughs> so we're going to move on from illiterate to just visible minority Wayne. We could do that. Invisible. Invisible. <laughs> That'd be if we actually how about him. How about whiny Wayne? Whiny Wayne? I do whine. He does whine a lot. <laughs> I do whine, don't I? Yeah. We can maybe do that for your rants. Yeah. Whiny Wayne with the rant. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. With just like you know a, a bottle of like Chateau Lafitte, nineteen forty three or something like that. Like oh, that kind of wine. It's like yes, yeah, the classic <laughs> wine. Mm-hmm. Need a cravat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. classy wine without an H. So I vote for cravats all around yeah. the office. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and we're gonna lead you off with some news. Now I'm gonna throw it over to Wayne because he's gonna start us off. Yeah. Okay. So the biggest news this week um, concerns internet. Concerns anybody that likes the internet. Which is pretty much most yeah. of the population. Uh, yes. Concerns anybody that likes the internet the way it is. Yeah. Um, how it many is... of you guys actually know about what I'm talking about? Well, I do thanks to you today. I do earlier. in vague terms. Yeah. I do sort of. Yep. Okay, so basically what happened this week was the um, Federal Communications Commission in the States, mm. um, they lost their case with the appeals court in Washington, D.C. for net neutrality, basically. It got struck down, meaning that uh, the companies uh, now apparently have the ability to kind of like, you know, mess around with your internet access however they see fit. Mm -hmm. So basically what this translates into for the average user in America, since we're in Canada, so we don't know how this is going to affect us. Mm -hmm. But in the States, this means that... um, you, you know how, you know, it's like right now when you pay for your internet access, the only two things that people, that your service provider can do is, you know, put a cap on how much you can download or, you know, control the speed at which your internet comes with depending on the plan that you choose. Mm-hmm. It's like now with this thing having been struck down, they'll actually be able to present internet service plans that are similar to phone plans where it'll be like, okay, so here's the basic plan which will like, let you access websites and you can surf the net but if you want to stream something like Netflix that'll cost you extra if you want to use messaging systems like Skype or whatever that'll also cost you extra basically they can just start adding in all of these little fees if they want to because <laughs> so how you access the internet um, is basically what they control now mm-hmm. as opposed to just all of this stuff is on the internet and whatever is there we can't touch all we can do is control you know, um, you know provide you with the internet and you know it's like control your bandwidth and um, you know speed now they can actually control the kind of content you know it's like or conversely they can actually go to the companies themselves and say you know it's like hey Netflix you know it's like we understand that you know it's like you're you know it's like a lot of people are going to your service so we are going to start charging you extra to be on the internet with us mm-hmm. because you're taking away from our own streaming service and it is now within our power to actually start throttling you or charging you extra money to do that so 
This is what's happening in the United States. Mm-hmm. So, so right now, before they, the company started using this. Oh, but companies I mean, would right. never do that, would they? Oh, I mean, they're no. altruistic yeah. and generous. I mean, and right no. away. But I mean, at the same time, like obviously, this is a, a very bad thing, but it's unfortunate. But it was only uh, there was only so much longer the internet was going to remain exactly. The wild west. It's <laughs> just <laughs> too. We like our it, wild west internet. I know that's the best part though. of it, but it's too. It's just too prevalent now. Well, like, the it's thing taking is, over cable. It's taking over in, in the states. They will at least be able to undercut each other because they do have so many options for internet providers. Well, that's just it. If it yeah. leaks here to Canada, we only have what five. Yeah, yeah, and uh, the five pretty much have a mon- have a collective monopoly. Oh yeah, and they're already abusive. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Like no other company's been able to break into Canada, from what I know. No. But how is this going to affect just something things like YouTube? Like obviously, the states is probably the biggest user of any of these kind of sites. It's going to have a huge impact on, on, on everybody. Yeah, because usually what happens in the States has some kind of you know, knock-on or trickle-down effect on Canada in some way, yeah. shape, or form. Well, I think so. the U.S. is going to start kind of pressuring Canada to put something similar in. Oh, yeah. no, leave us alone. We're yeah, our no, own I country. Yeah, I mean, all hope is not completely lost. I mean, there's still one more out that the FCC has with this. They can still... Assuming that these guys are willing to entertain it, they can still take it to the Supreme Court. Mm-hmm. So that's, you know, it's like their last outlet left to them. It's um, probably going to happen. Yeah. Yo, I mean, yeah. No, take it know. to the Supreme Court. At least give it a shot. Yeah. Like all, all of this stems. it out for a few years at least. I mean, mm-hmm. I think part of it is too is the U.S. is, given the news in the last few years, the mm-hmm. U.S. is becoming dreadfully afraid of free information. Yeah. I wonder why. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, let's look at Russia for Let's mm-hmm. look at Russia and a certain Mr. Snowden. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, all of this stems from the fact that the FCC itself was um, a bit weird about how they decided to classify the Internet um, back in the day. Mm -hmm. Um, Basically, they said that it was an information service and therefore was exempt from, you know, it's like the um, kind of treatment within the industry that regular telephone voice communication services or general carrier services like, you know, buses and taxis and other, like, general infrastructure Mm. um, systems um, were subject to. Mm. So uh, because they said that, you know, it's like it's it's not a general communication or general carrier service the way telephones and transportation are, Mm. it's subject to a different set of rules. Mm. So now the companies have basically come back and bitten them in the ass with this and said, so because of that, you guys can't try enforcing it like it's a phone line, saying Mm. that whatever happens across that phone line, we can't control. You know, it's like you said it's not a phone line, Mm -hmm. so we bloody well can't actually control what's going on on these lines of communication. Mm -hmm. So... A, a lot of people are saying then that the best recourse that the FCC has is to simply go back and reclassify the internet as a general form of communication, just like phones mm-hmm. or you know like other transportation systems. That's the easiest way that they can get out of this. But of course, if they do that, then there's going to be like a backlash from the big businesses and all that sort of thing because that's the reason why in 2010, when the Net Neutrality Act first came to be. That's why they didn't classify it like that back in 2010 was because so many businesses were putting pressure on them to, like, don't do that. Don't you dare mm-hmm. do that. And they kind of caved, mm-hmm. which brings us to the situation we're at now, which I guess is what the big businesses were hoping for. Yeah. Well, so, it's just – yeah, I and mean, it's also just the difference between something that's a niche market versus something that's mainstream. Once yeah, you get exactly. big enough, everyone wants a piece of it. And mm-hmm. There are ways in which it's understandable, I suppose, because certainly if the phone companies are subject to a certain amount of control, then as the internet proves to be – even larger than the phone companies, that mm-hmm. it would only make sense that they be they fall into that. It's you know, it's a tricky world. I can't pretend to understand, but it's just an unfortunate thing that was that was going to happen, and now will. Now at the same time, sorry, at the same time, I um, 
the great thing about the internet is it is still a democracy. So if it turns into a situation where all of a sudden it becomes incredibly co- incredibly costly to be on FaceTube or YouTube, uh, FaceTube, FaceTube, uh, that's only a matter of time, right? Oh, why can't we have FaceTube? I know, right? That's what you mean by FaceTube. I know. If it, if, anyway, uh, if it becomes incredibly costly to be on Facebook or YouTube, then Facebook or YouTube will start to lose audience in substantial numbers, and other services will pop up, and et cetera, et cetera. Like I don't think this is the end of days yet, yeah. but it is the beginning. Maybe uh, the end of wallet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, out of, out of curiosity, how many of you guys here are currently on some kind of unlimited Me. bandwidth access plan? I Me. Think, I think I am simply because I've never overgone any sort of cap, and okay. I use it a lot. I'm not on an unlimited, as I found out a while ago. Okay, so what's what's your monthly cap? It's huge. I don't actually know what it is. Okay. It's something giant. Probably okay. like 350 uh, I think that's the highest you can get with Rogers and stuff like that. It's not the highest, but it's... I've only gone over it once when I downloaded something like 50 or 60 games at a time. Okay, Oof. and uh, so I've never had a problem, and I'm on YouTube almost every day. That's okay. my source of general information. Okay, yeah, because for me, I am on a service with a monthly bandwidth cap. Mine is somewhat reasonable. The cap is uh, 150 gigs per month, which is okay. Mm-hmm. Um, that's you know, it's like not that generous, but it, it's you know still a reasonable amount of surfing. Before that, though, I was with Rogers mm-hmm. and. At that time, my monthly bandwidth cap was 60 gigs, which you can you can imagine in like the HD era. If I were to buy like a PS4 game where Mm -hmm. some of those things are like upwards of 46 gigs, Mm -hmm. I think was like um, one of the base no one of the basketball games for the PS4 um, Mm -hmm. is actually like 46 gigs total file size. So. You know, it's like you you can just imagine. You know, it's like people in Canada on some of these smaller plans. Buying a digital HD game is just not an option for them because they're just going to eat through their monthly yeah. allotment. Yeah. Like you know, there's no tomorrow. Yeah, and, and that's with, the tough thing with with regulating. Just the tough thing with regulating things like this is mm-hmm. just that um, everything's changed so quickly you can't predict that. Like yeah. when they in- installed the 60 gig cap, I'm sure at the time it was like, well, who would use more than 60? Yeah, exactly. yeah. Now person. it's like you download one game from Sony on PSN and that's the whole thing. Exactly. Yeah. So it's really really hard to set these things up and. Hopefully that will slow things down, but who the hell knows? Yeah. It's hard to say. Well, there's also the you mentioned the Twitch TV and other streaming might yeah. be subject, subject mm-hmm. to charges. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's not good for the Let's Play community. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And they've so. been getting shot in the foot for the last few months. Mm-hmm. Just they have no feet left at this point. Yeah. Well, the thing is, you said like general. Do they actually point out any certain websites? Like, would it cost you more to visit, say, YouTube than it would to go on to just someone's blog? Because you're streaming. Or would it even cost you money to say if you wanted to shop through Amazon? Is that the like kind of stuff they'd start that's, taxing? That's the thing. It's, it's, it's all kind of fair game. Ah. So, you know, it's like if... It's like if you want to shop at yeah. Amazon, it's like, oh, we're going to charge you five cents yeah. for every product you, you order. Know, so, for example, if you're, like, with some kind of internet service provider that's, you know, owned by, you know, it's like Warner, Time Warner, and, you know, it's like they, they can't start charging you for, like, you know, watching more Netflix than, you know, it's like their other services. Mm-hmm. They'll just say, you know, it's like Netflix is extra because it's a really popular service and it's clogging up our interwebs. So mm-hmm. you've got to pay a premium if you It'd want to contribute thing, to that clog. Like for, if it was $2 a month, that's not, like people would easily eat that, no problem. Yeah. But if it was something ridiculous, poor Netflix. Yeah, yeah. it's, it's, it's well, getting the cost kind of scary, up so. too, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, well, I guess you have, to, you have to, like, cable, you have to pick and choose what you want. Yeah. 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 Well. It's really hard to say what the problems are going to be in the future. The problem is just that at the moment it's just the having to pay versus not paying, which yeah. is clear. Obviously, don't want to pay. 
No. That goes without saying. I love my internet. I know, yeah. right? I don't have cable anymore. It's fantastic. Yeah, I mean, like, you know, what, what happens if they decide to, like, you know, target, say, specifically the gaming industry? I mean, mm-hmm. it's like they can, they can read the data. They know when you're playing a game. So, mm-hmm. you know, they can say, you know, it's like when you're using your internet for game-related stuff like Xbox Live, PlayStation World Network, or even just World of Warcraft yeah. or any of those other things, mm-hmm. that's a separate fee that you've got to pay now is, like, totally. a game oh. access. And if they free to play games, that would be absolutely catastrophic. <laughs> it would, wouldn't it? Yeah, I hadn't even thought about that. Like I, play, yeah. I play Warframe a lot, and mm-hmm. if I'm getting charged for playing that game online, mm-hmm. when play I'm stuff. specifically playing that game because it's free, that's yeah. that's a horrible thing for yeah. me. So. And once they start monitoring, monitoring things like this, then it'll be very easy to make it impossible for one to go to a pirate bay type site, mm-hmm. cut things like that down. There's a lot of systems and control they can put in that I'm sure they'd be more yeah, than I mean, happy to do. Uh, ostensibly, sites too, right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, ostensibly, that was the original reason why um, these companies were interested in like you know gaining more control over internet access is that mm. they claimed it was just to stop torrents. Mm-hmm. That was their excuse for doing it. Mm. So, do you think this means that uh, Blockbuster View can pop back up in the states? It now? could be. It's like you know, yeah, this is a second lease on yeah, life for Yeah, like for uh, is, movie rentals and yeah. adult video stores. Mm-hmm. See, on, start on, popping up again, moving yeah, back exactly. to the nineties. See, that's mm-hmm. that's the red. yeah. See, that's that's the other way that you know this could get very very weird. Is you know, it's like just imagine where suddenly they say things like, well. Yeah, we we like Sony. So if you're renting movies on like you know Movies Unlimited, that does not count at all towards your internet access. We'll give you that as a freebie. You can like download HD movies all you want on Movies Unlimited or you know the Xbox service, and we won't count that. Which of course is going to like you know that just means a lot of corporate partnerships are going to come. Exactly, you're going to see a lot of wheeling and dealing Mm -hmm. along those lines as people start cutting these kinds of alliances. Mm -hmm. And it's a tricky thing too because obviously. Like I obviously I, I don't like the idea of these companies having control. I don't want to have to pay for stuff because I enjoy yeah. the freedom of not. But at the same time, I I would like to live in a world where people can actually make money off of making movies and games on an independent yeah. level, and perhaps this can help encourage that. So there's give and take to it. It's mm-hmm. just yeah, it's yeah the start of something that's not particularly yeah. Really I mean exciting. this this is always the way it goes, isn't it? Is that the users you know, kind of suffer in this? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but to be fair, we're kind of. It shouldn't. This shouldn't be right. Like, I there there are times when, like, you know, there there was like when when Torrance first started, and I all of a sudden had like instant free access to every movie ever made. I remember You're thinking, like, yeah, I remember. Yeah, that was the first reaction, like, and the second, what? and the second reaction was, I better enjoy this because this is not going to last forever. They're going to find it lasts a way for to, a pretty long. They're going to find a way to put a stop to this for sure. But these sorts of things are going to start to be able to. Put a system of control on that, and there's good and ill to that. If if I owned an internet provider company, I would team up with one of the porn sites, and that would be my selling point. Because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it'll probably do fairly well. I'm sure that's probably true. And you know what? I feel bad for those. I mean, there's no porn stars anymore. That's no longer a viable <laughs> career option, and there should be. So <laughs> that's a silver lining. supports the porn industry. Well, I yeah. mean, those, those poor people, folks. they need some money. Well, there's a whole show right now on HBO about how the internet has made it easy for regular people to become cam stars mm-hmm. for the porn industry. It's mm-hmm. kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. Mm. Oh, well. Well, I'm mostly concerned with the, how this is going to affect video games, things like LPs, and... Like, I love it, Alex. Your head is nowhere near porn. You're just like, oh my god, my games. <laughs> no, my games! games. <laughs> my precious games! My video games that don't involve material like this at all. Mm-hmm. Oh, you just wait until Oculus Rift comes out. Yeah, you'll be singing a different tune. Mm-hmm. Oh yes. <laughs> yeah, I hadn't thought about the porn applications of Octo- Oculus Rift. How can yet. you not? Well, I mean, now, obviously, it's not going to not be on my mind. Unless was, they choose to block it. 
No, I never. Know, that's not going to happen. It's, it's, Someone can it's make money sell. off of something. It's going to make, make a lot. Yeah, that would make money for yeah, it. I've, yeah, I've already seen some horrendous Oculus Rift porn prototypes mm-hmm. that are they're, they're horrified. They're really, really horrified. I'm sure. Well, it's <laughs> only a matter of time. What never stops making money in the world? Sex. Uh-huh. Never. So. Yeah, like that scene from Time Cop? That's going to be reality soon. Time cop. <laughs> Just made me think of South which, Park. Which, which, I don't even want one copy of Time Cop. There's a bit where they cop. had a virtual reality porn in in Time Cop. Oh, okay. That made a big impression on my pubescent mind. That perhaps did. Wow. Okay. Uh, I, I totally. I totally do not remember this from Time Cop. I I kind of remember the virtual porn scene from Demolition Man between Sylvester Stallone right. and Sandra Bullock. That's right. That's right. But, uh, no, yeah. this was uh, like a single person. Okay. Cla- classic single person. Oh, porn. all right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Porn the way it was meant to be yeah, experienced. Exactly. So, yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah. I think we just scared Brendan off. Yeah, yeah I think so. Brendan's leaving the table. Yeah. Perhaps we should change subject? Yeah, we can. Okay. Yeah. All right. Okay. Um, so then the next bit of news this is just totally, totally game related. Um, it's for all those GTA Online fans out there. <laughs> they they oh. exist. Yes, they they exist. Interesting. And, Two of them. And they're 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 not happy because mm-hmm. uh, Rockstar is basically going in and saying we're going to be confiscating all of that um, hacked money that oh, you guys have been you know it's like abusing and um, yeah because you know it's like what happened was a small group of people they managed to find a way to hack the online system and they just generated like, you know, literally hundreds of millions of in-game dollars, which completely defeated the whole purpose of microtransactions in GTA Online. And at first, uh, they were abusing the system, as you would expect. They gave themselves all the best gear, the best vehicles, blah, blah, blah. They ran around, they dominated, and everybody was like, oh my god, this is totally unfair, you guys have ruined the game. But then they got bored with completely dominating. Mm. So then they started running around and they started randomly gifting people tens of millions of dollars. And then the next thing you know, everybody in GTA Online now had tens of millions of dollars as a result of like random acts of generosity. Okay. So suddenly everybody was running around with the best gear, the best cars, you know, it's like mm. just having a fine old time, just, you know, blowing things up, going through car chases. And they were like, mm. wow, with all of this equipment around, it's like GT online is completely awesome. Now mm. that we can do whatever we want. And now rockstar is saying, we're taking it all away from you. Mm. And people are like, Oh, it's like, so let me get this straight. You guys have created a game in which you win by being the most sadistic, diabolical, self-serving, maniacal criminal, Mm. and you are now punishing all of us for playing exactly the way that Mm. we're supposed to in a crime game. Mm. You're punishing the criminals for being criminals. What is up with you, Rockstar? That's interesting. I didn't consider that irony. Yeah, I guess they encouraged that by creating the game itself. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I mean, like, I wish I actually uh, enjoyed GTA Online to feel passionately about Mm -hmm. it. Um, But sadly, I did not. So, I mean, I guess that's fair. Like, it's the microtransactions are set up to make money. And and Lord knows GTA 5, I I mean, they barely broke even on that, as far as I can tell. Um, So, I was being sarcastic. (laughs) But, um, (laughs) so, uh, yeah, uh, it's an amusing irony, but... uh, kind of silly yeah see because like the thing is is that the way that it's set up right now it's the game is horribly horribly unfun online in mm-hmm. the beginning oh, because yeah. you mm-hmm. can't do anything you can't even move yeah. yeah exactly you know it's like there's no ways to make like you know um large amounts of money fast and the weapons and even the ammo it's like the cost on these things rise up so it's like you know you you like you know buy a gun you load yourself up with ammo and then all of a sudden it's like you know at the end of the mission you actually find yourself in the hole because you mm-hmm. spent 10,000 grand or you know 10 grand worth of ammo totally. and you've just you you just got to spend all of your you know job money just you know it's like buying your ammo back yeah i guys th- will just be like running you down and yeah. killing you so you can't accomplish yeah. anything exactly yeah. you know it's like but now it you know with um you know 
with the hack and with everybody running around with tens of millions of dollars, it basically created, you know, this ideal sandbox for everybody where, mm-hmm. you know, it, it is pretty much like playing the single player game with all the cheat codes on. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like only everybody's got the cheat code on. So mm-hmm. now everybody is having fun with, you know, mm-hmm. the jet pursuits and, you know, it's like the tank battles and, you know, it's like people just throwing unlimited numbers of grenades at each other and they're mm-hmm. all having a fun time just enjoying unreasonable amounts of chaos. Mm-hmm. And now Rockstar is taking that all away from them and saying, you know, it's like, no, you've, You've got to grind your piddly little job and make five grand, you know, after a half an hour. And then, mm. you know, it's like make another 10 grand in two hours if you're lucky. Yeah. You know, so yeah, people but, are upset. Mm-hmm. But that's what the single player game is. Yeah. Like the single player game is going around and doing crazy amounts of mayhem and mm-hmm. getting tanks early on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The hell? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like this, I'm, I'm absolutely flabbergasted. Like, I mean, I understand at one point, you know, microtransac- microtransactions, but at the same time, but at the same time, you should have those microtransactions reflect the spirit of the game. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So it's 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 a weird, weird sort of situation that we find ourselves in now. Mm-hmm. It just I think it just illustrates one of the major flaws with GTA Online is that it doesn't feel like GTA mm-hmm. in the slightest. Yeah. I thought one way they could have fixed uh, some of that, some of the online GTA Online problems would be to, you should be able to have the option of entering the GTA online world in which you when you're in you can be in a hub with no other humans so you can mm-hmm. go around do your jobs do everything or choose to be in the world where if you walk two feet a sniper's going to shoot you in yeah. the face it shouldn't be exclusively within that that yeah. seems to be where all the problems are coming from mm-hmm. yeah I mean I've, I've seen some people proposing solutions like well why don't you have your closed little microtransaction world with a Call of Duty RPG type system where people mm. can gain that prestige on the leaderboards if they want, mm. but then have a separate one where it's just like total lunacy sandbox totally. where people can just go completely nuts and not worry about ranks or advancement or anything like that, but just have fun with the running tank battles and the jet pursuits and like you know the helicopter chases and all that other fun stuff. Because mm. that is when GTA is at its most fun is when you've got access to like you know ridiculous firepower and you're just doing all kinds of crazy things on the totally map. and you shouldn't so, have to work a job to yeah, get that no, exactly that's I mean, why you're playing gta is yeah, to not I mean, have to think right. about those things yeah when you're doing stuff like that it just yeah. feels like work so. that's a problem that i think has gone back to gta 4 where they try to make it gritty don't we don't want gritty we no. want to we want to basically run around with tanks and grenade launchers and cause a bunch of mayhem and watch the cops just send half-ass uh, per, per, half-ass pursuit after us mm-hmm. yeah so it's like that's that's the situation with Rockstar and mm. GTA. It's like they claim that the people who were just gifted the money, mm. they're not going to get in trouble. Mm. You know, it's like they will have that money taken away from them, but they're not going to get banned. You mm. know, it's like however the hackers, those guys apparently are going to face some like you know her- you know fairly heavy punishment of some sort. It may be an outright ban, or they may all get consigned to like you know hacker hell where you know the hackers are just you know restricted playing with other hackers Hmm. and you know they're safely isolated quote unquote from the you know it's like honest god-fearing other gta citizens i don't know it just seems like a really weird situation but that's what rockstar claims they're going to be doing Mm -hmm. so yeah that's that's our situation intriguing well i now i have another excuse not to play gta online yeah which is nice yeah no it's good because i was thinking about it so it's good to have that oh i'm just waiting for that ps4 i know you are well aware yep yep well aware. Okay, so that those those are my bits of news. Do we have any movie news? Yeah, we yeah, had of course the, has um, movie news. We did. For us. We had, of course. Um, you're gonna have to help me with the names uh, with this, but we had the announcement uh, for Ant Man this week that Michael Douglas is going to be in it. Also, as Ant Man, conflicting reports that Paul Rudd was already cast, cast as Ant Man. The truth is, they're both Ant Man. 
and we can all be friends. There will be two ant men. Yes, I suppose we can pluralize it as. And uh, Michael Douglas will be playing the original Ant Man, who is Henry Pym. Henry Pym, thank you. Or Hank Pym, however, whatever way you want to go. Whereas Paul Rudd will be playing second Ant Man, Scott Lang. Thank you. Yeah, who in the original Marvel canon, he was a guy that actually stole the um, size changing technology that Hank invented. That's correct. And started abusing. And he was the wife beater as well, wasn't he? Was he? I, th- I can't I remember Hank who. Pym no, because it's like, yeah, Hank, 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 Hank Pym was the Hank one who had was some serious okay. emotional problems. So they're yeah. both dinks. Okay, well, yeah, that's good to know. Kind of but anyway, so anyway, the way the way that's going to break down, as Edgar Wright said, yeah. amusingly pointing to an old interview from like five years ago that no one remembered when they, someone initially asked him about what the plan was for the movie, where, um, it, <clears throat> excuse me, it's going to be uh, – uh, Michael Douglas is the original Ant-Man training Paul Rudd as the new Ant-Man, presumably with Michael Douglas being sacrificed. And But at a certain point, there will be two Ant-Men on screen okay. doing all sort of Ant-Man goodness. What, 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 do, you think, what, what do you think the odds are that um, they're going to um, CG up Michael Douglas and bring him back to his like you know glory days of... Being in his like you know, 30s. oh, I think that's like a hundred and ten percent. Being in his thirties, so that they can have like you know, show us like classic sixties mm-hmm. Ant Man mm-hmm. you know, running around doing Ant Man things. It's a hundred percent percent, and I look forward to it. That would I be think so cool. Be a with lot like fun. the classic Marvel costume. Yeah, when the classic Marvel costume, they'll have that silly tone. Yeah, <laughs> they'll have because uh, I mean, I, I thought it was great in Captain America when they actually had Steve Rogers originally running around, you know, for the showmanship. Yes, with, in like, the original, the original costume, Captain America original shield and everything. That was great. It was great, and it was a really clever way of. Uh, dealing with the silliness of Captain America yes. that was the problem is that, that he's a figure of propaganda mm-hmm. and that his costume is, is kind of ridiculous yeah. they just put that right front and center made it part of the story and I thought it was brilliant yeah. uh, it was really brilliant yeah. Uh, so, so yeah so if we can get Michael Douglas to do that then that would also be very very cool I think it's pretty yeah. well a guarantee it's just too bad that he can't be running around with original 60's Avengers since I know right the current established Marvel Universe is like no the Avengers weren't around back no, then wouldn't so. exist but they, yeah. I bet they'll do a little something something they'll have some mm. villain and pretend that he was around back then We'll see, but maybe anyway. we'll have a montage with him as like also as like you know Yellow Jacket and Goliath and you know it's like Giant Man and all his other iterations. That's very true. That's mm-hmm. very true. There are a lot of characters who Marvel has no plans with yeah. that they could easily throw into a cameo in this role. Yeah. At this point, so yeah, no, I'm uh, I was very pleased with that news. Um, I'm really looking forward to that movie a lot. I love Edgar Wright, and I think that uh, he has just the right combination of uh, silly humor while still being very sincere about these sort of uh, genre films that I think is going to be perfect so for them. going to be a cameo appearance by Simon Pegg in there somewhere? <laughs> I mean, we can assume, but I think they uh, I think they try to distance themselves from oh. each other so that it's special when they come together. That's too bad. Because you don't want there to ever be a point where like, you go to see one of their movies and be like, okay, where's Simon Pegg? Let's get this over with. You want it to be special. Mm-hmm. But I wouldn't be. But uh, yeah, I'm, I'm sure there'll be a scene with a bumbling British scientist or two, and Nick Frost will be there too. Oh, that would be great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. definitely. So that's that. And the second story, um, what? Oh yes, was uh, it's a rumor situation that um, Doctor Strange is of course going to be in the third wave of Marvel movies when we move out of sci-fi okay, and into magic. Is, now it is time to rant. Yep, yep. It this is time is, to rant. This now is rant time because, because <laughs> the person in early discussions. Is Johnny Depp? I'm okay with that. Wayne Rant. Okay, so I'm, first of all, it's like Doctor Strange. I am really not sure that I am completely on board with this. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like, will, will Doctor like? Okay, how many of you guys are actually familiar with the story of Doctor Strange? Yeah, I am. I do. Okay, yes. so you're it's been so, a long, long time. So you're surgeon who uh, yeah yeah 
So, yes, the selfish surgeon, you know, it's like he got into an accident. His hands were injured. After that, he was really upset. So he went off to, like, you know, the Himalayas. Mm -hmm. And he found some, you know, it's like old mystic dude who was rumored to be able to, like, you know, cure his condition. And the guy Mm -hmm. was like, I'm going to turn you into Earth's Sorcerer Supreme instead. And you're going to be fighting, like, you know, magical, you know, villains Mm -hmm. from, you know, it's like all across the cosmos and, you know, dimensions beyond. Mm -hmm. And then at some point along the way, he also ended up with, like, a super hot white-haired sidekick Mm -hmm. by the name of Clea. Like you do. Yeah. Yeah. Who ran around with, like, you know, circular... yeah. Fishnet um, pantyhose. Who will presumably well, be played course. by Helen Bonham Carter, and Tim Burton will make yeah. the movie. Helen oh. Bonham Carter is clear. Okay, see, no. No, no, I was deliberately oh. trying to make it work. I had thought of that, but that's, oh, that's wow, awful. what a horrible idea. I know, I know. Please he, okay, don't, so. Please don't have Tim Burton direct a Doctor Strange movie. It's not impossible. In fact, it's very possible. But um, here's what I, I hear everything you're saying, and I agree with you. Because, to be honest with you, that when you get into deep mysticism and heavy, heavy mythology is when, is when you get to my least favorite aspects of comic books. And like we were talking about last, last week with the return of Bruce Wayne and the Final Crisis stuff, that's when you start to lose my attention. Mm-hmm. My feeling is that Marvel's been very, very, very good with these movies at reinventing them for the movies, that they're true to what they are so that the fans can see and recognize what they love, but at the same time change to fit the Marvel movie mode, which is much more tongue-in-cheek, much much more accessible. Yeah. And I feel like bringing in someone like Johnny Depp is suggesting that it won't be taken seriously. Yeah, see, Which I think is really important to pull off Doctor Strange. This, this is what I'm worried about, is that, you know, it's like, can Doctor Strange actually sustain sort of this comedy element? Because it's like, they, they tried, DC tried doing it with Green Lantern, and mm-hmm. that kind of just, like, fell apart. 100%. And but busted at the seams. 100%, so. but they, they also tried, hired really terrible, like, writers and stuff yeah. to, do, mm-hmm. to do that. Where Versus, I feel like, Mar- I mean, it will all come down to the ingredients. Like, if it is Tim Burton and Hell Bottom Carter, then yeah, it's gonna, probably going to be rough. But if they bring in someone who actually has an affection for the character and can see it, like we were just talking about with Captain America, how they mm-hmm. brought in the original suit, which is my least favorite aspect of Captain America, but the way they implemented it made me love it, because they understood what the problem were. So that's my only hope with John, bringing Johnny Depp in. At the same time, if they're bringing him in just to put on a funny robe and make silly faces, yeah. then that's my least part, favorite I mean, it, part of comic book movies and of Johnny Depp, kind and of, that could be a major problem. Yeah, it kind of smacks of stunt casting at this point. It so, does indeed, yeah. but, I mean, that's what they're, that's the market they're in. Yeah, okay. So we'll see. I, I do think that, yeah, like Mar- Marvel's run that they've been on is impossible to sustain. And there will be really Yeah, that's true. I mean, it's like even Pixar couldn't keep it up. I mean, it's like their quality has finally started to Absolutely. And not coincidentally, their quality started to dip down once they partnered with Disney. Yeah. Which Marvel is also now in partnership with. Right. So I think that... um, So coincidence? I think not. No, certainly not. Um, So I do feel like at a certain point, yeah, the Marvel batting average is going to start to dip. And I feel like the magic era is probably where it's going to happen if they're very committed to mm. doing a whole section of films dedicated to that. And perhaps Johnny Depp's Doctor Strange will be the moment that it falls apart. At this point, I'm voting ca- uh, uh, cautious optimism. I really don't know how they can make Doctor Strange's uniform even remotely presentable for film. I think they'd have to redesign it, yeah. 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 100%. But, you know, it's like giving it the X-Men treatment and just sticking him in black leather is not going to work That's not going to do it either. So, like, what, what do you do? Because Doctor Strange's outfit is iconic, but it is also completely ridiculous. Totally. So, like the giant flowing cape and yeah. the giant... I don't yeah, know. With the gigantic red collar. And oh, 100%. Like, you know, the, I don't know. Go with something uh, kind of like a Victorian... Uh, Victorian gentleman kind of thing. Mm-hmm. 
but and but the and the other side of it is as well that I think that Doctor Strange's costume and look is no less ridiculous than say the Mandarin. And whether or not you like the twist involved in Mandarin, the way they initially presented him when you're supposed to take him seriously, yeah, I did feel like was a good way of keeping the core while ditching everything. But, but with, like you said, is a problem with the Mandarin. They totally ignored his traditional outfit. I mean, there mm-hmm. really oh, yeah. wasn't much resemblance at all to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it was superficial resemblance, yeah. and perhaps that's what they'll go with as well. Okay. But I feel like if it's Johnny Depp, obviously he's going to have a silly little goatee and the gray in the hair. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, and so like we'll a, see. Yeah, can, continuing on with this um, mm-hmm. movie rant of whether or not this is a good idea or Ooh, not. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. Apparently, it's also been confirmed that we're going to be getting like Magic: The Gathering movies. Yeah, oh, that's Yo, I heard about this. Twentieth Century Fox. Yeah, There's I'm, no coherent plot for Magic: The Gathering. I'll, I'll believe it when I see it. Sam Raimi was in charge of a Magic: The Gathering movie for five years, and it never happened. And I predict that's exactly what will happen again. And when he was in charge of it, was when Lord of the Rings made billions of dollars, and okay. people were super into fantasy movies and Golden Compass and. Uh, uh, Lion Witch and the Wardrobe and those things are being cranked right. out. This point, I feel like... That ship has sailed. I do. Mm-hmm. I really, really do. I mean, I agree. What are you going to do? Like, is it going to be people, like, spending mana and... It's just going to be the... Like... D- it's just going to be, like, the D&D movie where it has nothing to do with D&D. Exactly. And, Maybe. I mean, there is a meta plot to Magic the Gathering. It's mm-hmm. confusing. It's weird. Mm-hmm. But and it's not really substantial enough for the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, the only thing I can think of is they're going to do what some of the uh, Magic Gathering novels did, which I read as a child, mm-hmm. where they deal with hey, they deal with the people who are who are in these worlds, saying, "Hey, we're getting summoned by these ass- by these jerks who just go around different worlds, beating each other up and taking us there and killing us in other planets." I could, well, de- yeah. I just what I just thought of that I could see is if they did like a Jumanji aspect. There's kids playing Magic the oh, Gathering, and all of a sudden... Like, oh. Yeah. That's hilarious. Yeah. Well, it says that both Hasbro and Wizards of the Coast will be helping oversee the project. Oh, that's correct, because sure. Hasbro is now a production company. Well, ha- they Fox acquired the rights from Hasbro. Mm-hmm. Wait, so Magic the Gathering was also under Hasbro? I mean, I knew about Wizards of the Coast, but I didn't know about the Hasbro involvement. Oh. I did not know that. Well, then that makes perfect sense. Okay. That's why it's being talked about is because Hasbro is a production Hasbro, company, yeah. and okay. they have to get movies going. They also have never made the Monopoly movie they've been threatening to make for almost yeah. 10 years now. And oh, God willing, God. they never will. Yeah. And God willing, they never will. So it This doesn't... is going to be terrible. I know. It would be horrendous. I heard the plot of Monopoly movie. Ridley Scott was going to direct it, and the plot was it was a guy who was involved in high-stakes underground Monopoly tournaments. With what? real money. Do you oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. No, no, wait. See, Let me see, finish. See, Let me finish. You, when you say Ridley yeah. Scott, I'm like, okay, I'm intrigued yeah. now. Like, tell me more. No, no, let me finish because yeah. I'm just getting started. That's all not right. even when it's bad. Well, okay. it is terrible. But so it was that guy. And then one night he loses all his money in one of these underground Monopoly games. And he's really depressed and he falls asleep. He doesn't know what he's going to do. And then he wakes up the next day and he's walking around. And things seem normal, but not that. But something's off. And then he goes into a store and he tries to buy something. And he reaches into his pocket and he pulls out a handful of Monopoly, Monopoly money. Monopoly money. And he's like, what the hell's this? Out? And then he walks outside and he's on part Baltic Avenue. And all of a sudden, he's actually in Monopoly real world. Oh. Yeah. Doesn't that sound amazing? Oh, no. Doesn't that sound amazing? Now, and I think, in particular, you can't make the Monopoly movie now but simply because Wilford Bramley is going to die really, really fast. And if he doesn't play the Monopoly man, no one plays Monopoly man. So I hadn't I even thought of that. But, yeah, yeah Wilford yeah. Bramley is... He kind of has to be the it's monopoly. The party guy, was yeah. born to play. Yeah, yeah, that's true. and he doesn't even do oatmeal commercials yeah. anymore. So there's no way yeah. he's going to be doing that. Well, it says that Simon uh, Kinberg, who's associated with X Men, mm-hmm. is going to help produce and develop the project. Oh, great! Wow. But I still don't know what they're going to do with this. Like, are, is it going to be like you know 
Maybe they can do it like Maverick, where mm-hmm. you know it's like it's it's just about like the card players themselves or something like. No, it's going to be like, some sort of fantastical sci-fi fantasy. Like, maybe they can the make it like, off, like Pokemon. Oh, then you know, it's like mm-hmm. a bunch of card players. I also just realized they made a huge mistake. Sam Raimi was not making a Magic Gathering movie; he was making a World of Warcraft movie. Oh, World of Warcraft, and that didn't okay. get made. And oh. World of Warcraft didn't get make, made at the peak of more World of Warcraft's popularity. Yeah, what hope does Magic have? Well, I mean, you know, it's like Hasbro managed to get Transformers off the ground. So. They did, but that made more yeah. sense. At least there was a cartoon. And Battleship. Yeah, but that made so, less sense. And that yeah. made and less money, too. Yeah, yeah. But, but they still Everybody got it off the ground, so, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, they could do something with it because it's so open, but they probably won't do something. Mm. I'm waiting for It'll, the shoots and the shoots and ladders. I'm waiting for the Mr. Bucket Snakes movie. And Mr. Oh. Bucket. Mr. Potato Head. Mm-hmm. Mr. Potato Head. Movie. I guess that's Toy Story. Yeah, yeah, it is Toy Story. Hungry, Hungry Hippos. Hungry Hungry Hippos would be. Oh, my friend uh, and I developed a horror plot line for Hungry Hungry Hippos. It would make a great horror movie. It would. I don't think it would. Oh, it would. No, it would. No, it would. It no, would. Totally, they, I mean, the hippos are hungry. I mean, what more do you need? And they escape the zoo and they just eat people. Oh, no, trust me. I Can't understand where you're going with it. It has nothing to do with that. <laughs> I would watch it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if they made Magic the Gathering into some sort of twisted horror movie, that would be interesting. Yeah. Well, I mean, Clue though. got turned into a movie, so. Hey, the Clue movie is hey, great. Movie. Yeah, the Clue movie is pretty good. I, I didn't hear about this. This actually happened. It was from the 80s. Oh, yeah, it's fantastic, oh, yeah. too. It's really got different it was, endings it, and yeah, everything. Yeah, it, it happened and it was kind yeah. of a non event in the 80s, but then yeah. gradually as the years went by, it started getting it's more. It's a cult and, film. Yeah, yeah. it yeah. got there, traction. There are so. three different endings when you went to see it in the theater. You yeah. wouldn't know what ending they'd yeah, play. Yeah, you just get a random ending. Tim, I think Tim Curry plays Professor Plum. Yes, he does. Yeah. Christopher Lloyd's in it as well. Yeah. Not Professor Plum. Maybe something else. I don't remember the butler dude. Yeah, but um, but yeah, no, that one was pretty fun. But that was also like that was a good movie, though. Yeah, that was also that was also like Clue at least set up an Agatha Christie style murder with a cast of characters. Yeah, that was funny. Magic yeah. the Gathering. What do you do with that? Yeah, so. it's just essentially a universe and goblins. Yeah, yeah. It's it's a really broad universe by design mm-hmm. because there's like a mul- there's multiple different universes. Mm-hmm. So it'll just be magic and goblins no I'm with Jumanji version two kids are really into uh, Magic the Gathering all of a sudden they start playing a game and the real creatures appear in their bed or or they can get sucked into that dimension yeah we could do that too it's gonna be a very CG heavy movie Kid and King King Arthur's Courts over yes on the whole it just sounds generally like a bad idea yeah let's just just ignore it and hope it goes away but it will no yeah probably not we'll see I guess that's uh, yeah, yeah, well, Phil will. Yeah, well, I don't know why you guys are concerned. Yeah, I'm Phil will have to see it. I'm going to yeah. be seeing that thing. He's going to have to watch it. We're not it. cinema Phil, so. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's going to have to sit there like Clockwork Orange with his eyes just held open. Yep, mm-hmm. and then afterwards write the most scathing review. Uh-huh, uh-huh. It's only a matter of time. Maybe they'll brainwash him somehow. Uh-huh. That sounds like a good segue. I can give a scathing review right now if you want. All right. <laughs> okay. Do it. So it's actually not going to be that scathing. So Aww. i got two movies to talk about this week. Um... One I didn't care for, one I did. We'll do the shitty one first. Um, the one that I didn't like is uh, Jack Ryan Shadow Recruit, which is the uh, attempt to revive the Jack uh, Ryan character from Tom Clancy, who was previously in The Hunt for Red October and uh, Some of All Fears and who's, Patriot Games. Who's playing Jack Ryan now? Uh, Chris Pine. Captain Kirk. Oh. Yeah. Captain Kirk is Jack Ryan? That's right. Okay. That's right. Now, 
my feeling about this always was I'm not that particularly fond of Jack Ryan movies. Hunt for Red October is pretty good. Jack Ryan is kind of incidental to that one. Um, the other ones, I, they, yeah, the Harrison Ford ones have their moments because of Harrison Ford, yeah. not because of anything else. Yep. And Some of All Fears was pretty horrible because it had a bland Jack Ryan played by Ben Affleck and Chris Pine is only going to take you blander places than Ben Affleck. So, Essentially, the biggest struggle here that they it, the, the so the movie is kind of is essentially uh, Jack Ryan begins. It's an origin story set in contemporary times to try and modernize the character. The problem is he's not really a character that you can modernize because he was created to be essentially a go, uh, Cold War villain fighting Russians left, right, and center. Now, granted, uh, Tom Clancy did use a lot of terrorism in his writing, which is now only more prevalent, which is now only bigger. But that only makes it awkward. The movie starts with. Jack Ryan as a graduate student seeing September 11th on television and being so enraged and so American that he has to run out and join the military, join the military right away and is almost instantly in a helicopter crash that leaves him with his broken with a broken back. However, the good news is that when he comes to, he's in a hospital with a beautiful nurse who helps nurse him back to health, played by Kira Knightley, who becomes a love interest because she's famous. And then also he's approached by Kevin Costner, who invites him to join the CNA, CIA and unofficially become a father figure because that's where Kevin Costner is in his, in his career right now. Kevin then, Costner is Paul Kent. Exactly. He is. He so. is. He's Paul Kent, and now he's Paul Ryan, yeah. I guess. And so he, so now we're, so then we flash forward, and uh, Chris Pine's job is to be working undercover for the CIA in a financial institution looking for financial fraud, and he finds that a company in Russia has been secretly taking millions of dollars out of the United States, so he has to fly over to Russia. Why is it still Russia? Because. <laughs> Maybe we went full circle and came back to Russia. Yeah. Because there's Always no, Russia. because that's the problem, is that when, when these types of stories were initially written, Russia could just be a blanket evil force, and we all just be kind of like, yeah, okay, they have accents and hats, and furry hats. And now is a more complicated time, and you can't really do it the same way. And what's interesting about watching Jack Ryan, one of the only things that's interesting about it is compared to last week where I complained about Lone Survivor being racist in a really unfortunate current way, this one's racist in a charming, old-fashioned way. <laughs> oh, how is that? Yeah, well, because the Russians are evil, and I can get behind that. I've okay, seen so James there's... Bond movies, and yeah. I know nothing about the Russian people. So... Anyway, they go goes to Russia. Turns out Kenneth Branagh, who also directed the film, is plays an evil Russian uh, billionaire who's oh. in charge of. Uh, yeah, I know. He must have had so much fun with that. I evil know Russian he did. That, he's the yeah. best part is watching All him right. play with a Russian accent. That's All the right. only bit of entertainment in the whole goddamn thing. <laughs> so anyway, he uh, turns out he's got a twin plot going on where he plans to uh, funnel all of his money out of the U.S. and create a sort of economic cl- collapse through stock manipulation. And also at the same time stage a terrorist attack in Wall Street, which would then make it not look strange that he's pulling out of this money in the U.S. crippling the economy. So we have a Jack Ryan movie that both deals with the economic collapse and September 11th to make it contemporary. But it really doesn't matter because at the end of the day, he's just fighting Russians and it's stupid. Yeah. So it's like every era of... Of weird uh, demi-racist movies. Exactly. And that's the problem with it is that Jack Ryan worked at a certain time because geopolitics were a little bit more stable and it was perfectly acceptable to have Russian villains because no one actually viewed that as reality anymore. The Cold War was long over. Now we're in a time where you're trying to make something that feels more contemporary and relevant, but that's uncomfortable. What I thought was really interesting about it, that had nothing to do with the movie, was that... um, 
when those Jason Bourne movies came out, came out, Paul Greengrass made them, and everyone sort of described them as anti-James Bond movies. That didn't really prove to be the case because James Bond just started having handheld cinematography and uh, had a more serious tone, and all of a sudden James Bond was still back because it was deep, uh, a completely apolitical project, whereas Jack Ryan is very political, but in a time where you could get away with the kind of dull, predictable Tom Clancy politics, whereas now you can't, and I think because this movie's trying so hard to be contemporary and like a Jason Bourne movie just po- points out all the flaws in Jack Ryan. Chris Pine is very, very, unchar- very, very uncharismatic. He looks good on a poster, but he's not really adding anything to the role. Same with Kira Knightley. I suppose Kevin Costner's okay just because he has a certain level of iconography he brings with him that's kind of fun. And Kenneth Branagh... He's Paul Kent. Yeah, it's Paul Kent, exactly. Yeah, so. And Kenneth Branagh, as I said, was very amusing with his struggles and triumphs with the Russian accent. But at the end of the day, he also really screws up as a director in that he can't direct action to save his life. And all the action scenes are just sort of shaky can to the point of where you can't see anything that's going on. And the ultimate proof of it was there was a scene where Jack Ryan was in a huge car chase with a van in which uh, Kenneth Branagh was inside and had Kara Knightley and was taunting Jack Ryan on the phone. And the interaction between Kenneth Branagh and Chris Pine on the phone was infinitely more exciting than the car chase, which is kind of a problem in an action movie. So I don't think it's, like, horrendous. It's not, like, offensively bad or really poor, or like an Ed Wood movie or really poorly scripted acted. It's just sort of dull and old-fashioned and doesn't work anymore and hopefully is unsuccessful enough that there won't be any more, which I imagine is going to happen by virtue of the fact that this came out now in the winter instead of in the summer for 4th of July. I think says all you need to know about how the studio feels about it. So, and hopefully Kenneth Branagh will go back to directing movies without car chases. Cause, like Thor. Yeah. Well, okay. So, yeah, so that wasn't very good. So how much does new Jack Ryan use the internet? Because, I mean, one of the virtues of the old Jack Ryan was right. that that was in a pre-internet internet society. So the fact that he knew things that other people just couldn't Google up was what made him, you know, it's like up. so valuable. Totally. But now anything he knows, anybody else can Google or Wikipedia up. So... Totally. Like, what, 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 what's happening it? now that you know, anybody can know what Jack Ryan knows just by going to Google? Totally. Uh, that is an interesting point. Okay, so uh, two things. Number one, the way they get around that is he is a financial expert. So he constantly, for the benefit of the audience, everyone's just like, look, I don't understand what you're talking about. Explain what you mean like I'm an idiot. And that's what Jack Ryan knows more than anyone else economics okay which what an amazing superpower yeah right yeah and money then, yo yeah, 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 totally. <laughs> yeah. no and, one understands how the economy and then works. secondly and then yeah there's just constant like sort of attempts to make sure people are on cell phones and things all the time to make it seem contemporary but at the same time there's this huge actions uh, like heist sequence where he's trying to break into this building and it's like superficially exciting until you get to a certain point and you're like, well, wait a minute. If this were really this high tech of secure building, wouldn't there be like security cameras where someone could see that he was in there? And they didn't think of that, obviously. Yeah. So, yeah, just kind of dull and dumb. But the movie that I did really like that I want to recommend is called uh, Big Bad Wolves. Um, it's, uh, it's an Israeli movie. Violet. It is. It's an Israeli movie. It's kind of a thriller, horror, dark comedy thing about. It's hard to talk about. I guess I'll just do as little as I can. So the plot essentially involves it's a small, uh, smallish town in Israel where in the opening scene we see three children playing hide-and-seek in an abandoned warehouse, and then one of the children disappears. Uh, cut ahead, and the sort of renegade detective with a leather jacket is beating the crap out of a suspect in a building who they think is a pedophile trying to get information out of him. He's a religious studies teacher in a local uh, middle school. 
uh, he seems to be innocent. Um, the, a video of that beating gets on YouTube, so that has two problems. Number one, the detective is reprimanded and can't really work. And number two, the guy who's a suspected pedophile, even though the video presents him as a victim, everyone in the town now thinks he's the pedophile responsible for all these killings. Everyone hates him. So then the father of the most recent killing, because the killings are very brutal. When the children show up, they're like missing limbs and so forth and have been violated and um yeah it's grim it's grim um so then one of the fathers of the victim finds out that the teacher sort of seems to be getting off the detective hasn't done anything so he kidnaps both of them takes them to a house he's built in the middle of nowhere to torture the teacher until he admits he's a pedophile and ideally get the police officer to get him involved now that's sort of the setup there's much more than that going on at this point i'll mention that the film is a dark comedy Oh yes, um, which Cohen Brothers? Yeah, yeah, very Cohen Brothers. And it's kind of amazing because I have a very, very dark and sick sense of humor. But there were definitely moments in that movie where it's like, really, we're going to joke about that, and we're going to joke here. Okay, I'm impressed. Let's do this. And they do an incredible job balancing the tone, where it never is not disturbing and never undermines anything that's happened. It is very shocking and very upsetting, but at the same time, it's constantly silly. It's little things like, for example, when. When the uh, father is uh, forcing the cop to break the fingers of the teacher who who seems innocent, he gets a phone call and he goes upstairs and his father's there and his mother's concerned about him and he's brought soup. So they have soup quietly upstairs while downstairs there's a torture situation going on. And that is very weird and very funny, but at the same time doesn't undermine anything. And this is very, very difficult to do. It's also very well shot. It's by a pair of filmmakers whose name I'm not going to try to pronounce because I'll ruin them. But they're from Israel. They did one movie before this called Rabies that wasn't quite as audacious as this, but also had a very strong Coen Brothers feel. This one, it goes sort of beyond the Coen Brothers. They have their own very sickly comic tone now. It's very clever. They also do some sort of light commentary. Well, light in that it's not takes up much of the plot. It's a dark commentary on uh, the Israeli-Palestinian conflict that they sneak in without it feeling as though it's crammed in in any way. It actually adds quite a bit to it. And just as a from a screenplay standpoint, I try to give away as little as possible. This, the twists and turns are incredible, and it, it has one of those endings where like something happens and it changes everything that's gone before, and you immediately want to watch it all again. Um, I was very impressed by it. It just came out. Uh, it came out in the U.S. last year. It was on a lot of sort of top genre movie list. Quentin Tarantino has been talking about it nonstop. He's all over the poster now. Normally, that guy's full of hot air, but this time he's actually really onto something. He's a great filmmaker, but he's a nutcase. I think he's a little autistic. I think that's what's going on. He is a nutcase. Don't dance around him. He did work in a video store, though. He did. I think he's a little autistic because he's clearly a genius about movies and obsesses over them. As far as I can tell, every other aspect of his life is in complete disarray. Um, well, you know the story about like you know him and John Travolta and the casting of Pulp Fiction and stuff. Which right? one? Um, the one about how you know it's like when John Travolta got word that Tarantino was considering him for yeah. a movie. Oh, and they came over to play What's, over, What's Up, yeah. Cotter on board they, game? Yeah, they, they played yeah. all of these board games, and then Tarantino basically just laid into him with how he was ruining his career. Yeah. Yeah, that's just... Oh, yeah, no, he's a really a, disturbing story. Oh, right? yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. No, he's a nut. But in this case, oh, he's, yeah. he's dead on. This is actually a really, really strong... I mean, it's very weird, very dark. If anyone were offended by it, didn't like it, it would be one of the things where I would just not even argue. I'd be like, yeah, no, you're right. It is really upsetting. But if you like that type of thing, if you like the sort of o- older, darker Coen Brothers movies or just sick comedy or just horror films about child killers, um, it's, it's a good one. Uh, it's really strong. It do- and it does... Um, 
when I complained about Prisoners when that came out in the fall, that it presented itself as a really morally complex story that then turned into a silly chase movie, this one is sort of the movie that I wanted. It sort of okay. completed its thought while also being really sickly hilarious and uh, great performances. And yeah, I can't say, can only really say good things about it. Um, and yeah, I, I, if it's, I think it's doing a small theatrical run now and then it should be on streaming services almost immediately after so, that. So I really recommend seeking it out. Oscar nomination for Best Foreign Film 2014? Oh, uh, no, definitely not. It's way too disgusting for oh, that. Okay. But, um, oh, what a shame. Yeah, but um, in a perfect world, yeah, for sure it would be. But uh, it'll probably end up being one of my favorite movies of the year. I mean, we'll see how the year goes. There's a lot of time between now and then. Yeah, that's true. But uh, right now, um, I'm, yeah, I'm really really liked it this time of year I'm not supposed to like a movie that much because this is when all the crap comes out so that was exciting and uh, yeah that's that mm-hmm. there's got to be something good out well, yeah. Wolf on Wall Street too you like oh yeah well all the Oscar movies are out that's why yeah. all the crappy movies are coming out right now is because all yeah. the studios all the Oscar type movies they play for a couple months people discover them over time they make their movie in the long haul mm-hmm. so they want to keep those in the theaters and so all the new movies that come out are the crap they're embarrassed about the, that will only last one or two weeks and won't the take movies up that those, the studios are in I don't care mode now exactly okay. exactly that's the that, that's the time of year we're in so it's nice that something new until all when April, May yep mm-hmm. alright then yeah. <laughs> now good stuff steps through the cracks Sundance comes along and a bunch of Sundance movies get like, releases yeah. okay, but, but yeah. in terms of Hollywood stuff it's we're in the dark yeah. period yeah they're just building up those tent poles for exactly the waiting now. for the summer so mm-hmm. exacto mundo okay alright then mm-hmm. we can move on to what you've been playing okay um, Wayne, yep. you and Alex have added, because Alex has discussed Warframe many a time. Many, yeah. many a time. Many, many a time. But Wayne has actually tried it on the PS4. I've, I've been playing, actually, like uh, quite a few things over the last week, just sort of hopping from one game to the other. Um, Warframe was one of them. I finally got around to trying it on the PS4. Um, the performance, as you would expect on the PS4, it's it's pretty amazing. It's yeah. like, you know, no frame rate issues or anything like that. I tried playing solo, and I also tried playing with other people. I don't think I'm going to be playing with other people anymore. <laughs> it's just a bad idea. Oh, yeah? Well, it's just... The games are... You know, it's a, it, it's a co-op game, or at least, you know, what I played, it was always in co-op. Um, but, yeah, the, the people that I was playing with are just, you know, it's like kids running around and, like, you know, shouting into the microphone, and it gets really obnoxious after a while, where, you know, I'm sitting there, and I'm trying to complete, you know, mission objectives and do things, and you've, you know, got this kid singing a song about, you know, pink bunny rabbits going happy fluffy time, happy fluffy time, happy fluffy time, pink bunny rabbits going happy fluffy time, and I'm like, okay, I just, like, can we just get back to the shooting? No, it's happy fluffy time. This is exactly the opposite experience I had. (laughs) Yeah, okay. But... Yeah, I mean, it's like, like you know, even even just little things. Like, I didn't even want to revive people anymore because like, <laughs> somebody would go down, and then I would go, and I would revive them, and then the kid is like, it was like, oh my god, you are so awesome! I'm going to hang around with you and follow you all the time. What are you doing? I'm going to go over here. What are you shooting? Okay, I'm going to shoot as well. It's like there was just this constant, nonstop commentary from oh, these children god. while I was playing this game. <laughs> I was like, I don't like this anymore. I'm like, I'm babysitting children in Warframe. This isn't why I play video games. Virtual baby. Why is play. this happening to me? Maybe it gets better in the later zones, but you're. I'm assuming you're in Mercury. Right? Happy fluffy time! No, oh, God. <laughs> Uh, this is what I was getting. It's like my my wife was walking past and she was like hearing these children singing these songs. She was like, "What the hell game are you playing?" I'm like. A- Pink Happy Bunny Happy Fluffy Time apparently is what I'm playing here. So the original draft title for yeah. Warframe. 
Yeah, so, I mean, it, it was a very weird experience because, like, you know, on the one hand, you know, I could appreciate the mechanics and they were fun, but, you know, it's like I just kept running into these kids in these servers, and after a while it just got, like, really weird and unpleasant and uncomfortable. So I sort of logged out and said, you know, it's like, yeah, maybe this is not the game for me because... I'm really not into happy, fluffy time the way some of these kids are. So. Well, I will say I never had that experience before, and I didn't start actually playing solo until I was pretty much through most of the system. Okay. So maybe in the, like in the later systems, people are usually quiet. Okay. Uh, every once in a while, you get the guy who talks in the mic. Mm-hmm. I actually can never get it to work myself, okay. so only times I ever talk is team speak with other people. Yeah, see, I, I mean, this this is another yeah. one of the problems with the PS4 version, is that because it's the PS4 version, yeah. everybody's got an earbud and a microphone, oh. so everybody can talk. It's like, I decided not to do that, you know, it's like, I disabled it, I made sure that the uh, microphone on the uh, PSI camera was also off, I just did not want to interact with anybody, mm-hmm. but that did not stop these happy, fluffy time kids from interacting with me. Can you just so. avoid them from home? Uh, I tried that. I mean, it's like, you know, I dropped out of a game, and then I was like, okay, I'm going to try another <laughs> game. But, the, but yeah, but then it went into, like, you know, matching you up with, like, you know, ideal connections. And then I'm like, happy okay, fluffy so time. what are we going to do? Happy fluffy time. <laughs> happy fluffy time. It's like, we, no, no more happy fluffy time. Man, oh, my God. Worse luck. <laughs> oh, man. It's like, this is neither happy nor fluffy. We're supposed to be, we're freaking space ninjas, okay? Uh, your ideal match yeah. is happy fluffy time. Happy fluffy time. So... Yeah, that that was my experience with Warframe is happy fluffy time. <laughs> Which I have uh, no words that's to it's, this, this is the miracle of online play. It's like I I have no idea what these parents were doing. I mean, it's like I could also hear like you know babies, you know, it's like kind of crying and screaming in the background, and some you know it's like older family members who were like saying things like, you know, what are you doing over there? Are you household. having fun? Is it good? And it's like, yeah, mom, I'm having fun. I'm following this guy. He's totally cool. It's happy fluffy time. And it's like. It's time to log out. <laughs> it is time to log out. It's oh like, man! Like bye, kids. Like, yeah, well, you can you can That's be what solo's hap- for. you can be happy and fluff whatever you want without <laughs> me. Well, just like you know, I, I I don't need to be here for this. So yeah, it's like you know. And then I went and I played it solo, and it was like okay. So no, now it's just this nice soothing AI speaking to me in a serious tone, explaining what my mission objectives are. Yeah. And you know, it's like and that was okay. I could get into it. And then you know, it's like yeah, I tried logging on again and that kid was still playing. I'm pretty sure that so, song's going to haunt your nightmares. Happy Fluffy Time? Yeah. yeah it's <laughs> on my so, I'm, I'm going to make sure not to log on to Mercury. Yeah. He's going to start singing in his sleep and Shelly's going to be like, oh my god, what the yeah, hell? It's just, it's, it's Happy Fluffy Time. It's mm-hmm. like, you know, you can't get away from it. So yeah, that, that's, that was my unique Warframe experience. It's like, <laughs> So it's yeah. certainly unique. Yeah, free to play. Maybe not all that is cracked up to be when you've got the kids with the happy fluffy time running around. Yeah. In it. yeah. So there was that. Um, I also got around to playing Rain because um, there is a sale um, that is only hap- I'm not Actually, I'm not sure how long this is going on, but to ring in the new year, um, Sony has what they call the 14 for 14 sale, oh, which yeah. is 14 games for 2014 are now on sale at, you know, it's like, if you don't have PlayStation Plus, they're on sale at pretty damn good prices. And if you do have PlayStation Plus, they're on sale at ridiculous prices. Also, Bioshock Infinite was free. And Bioshock week. Infinite yeah. is wow. free as of this week. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I ended up picking up Rain because it was like three seventy-five if you have PlayStation Plus, which is a great price. And then um, Puppeteer was also on sale for PlayStation Plus for like seven dollars. So I got those two games for like ten seventy-five. Mm-hmm. I cannot complain about that. And, uh, yeah, I started playing Rain, which um, we did review. Um, our reviewer, Kari, was uh, the guy who did it. 
Um, I think I might actually like it more than he did. Um, but that's also because um, his review was absolutely spot on. You know, it's like you get into these situations where it looks like there should be more than one solution to a puzzle, but there actually is only the one solution. Mm-hmm. But the game is like you know more of a mood piece. I mean, you know, you you play a kid who can't sleep at night. And, you know, it's raining outside, and all of a sudden you notice that it's a there's a girl who is only visible because the rain is falling on her, but she's actually an invisible girl, and she's being chased by invisible monsters who are also only visible because the rain is falling on them. So you hop out of your window to investigate, and then suddenly you find out that you two are also invisible, um, and now you spend the rest of the game just trying to meet up with the girl and trying to get out of this predicament of being chased by monsters and you know everybody is only visible when the rain is falling on them so it's very weird and very surreal but also like you know one of the classier games that I've played in um, quite a while um, you know it's like the, the art direction is gorgeous um, they, they use a lot of classical music which I guess bumps up you know the you know classy tone and I guess for me I was also prejudiced by the fact that there wasn't a whole lot of talking going on so despite the fact that there were children running around there was no happy fluffy time so I was really really happy about that so you know perhaps my Warframe experience has colored it but I'm actually enjoying um, Rain a lot I think that I'm getting towards the end Um, it's there's no shooting Um, it's not that kind of game it's basically story and puzzles but at 375, if you have PlayStation Plus, you know you, it's kind of hard to go wrong with this. You know, you'll, you'll get a few hours of entertainment out of it. So, with a sale like this going on, I would recommend that everybody go out and give it a shot because oh. it's, it's quite artful and um, it's very well written and quite moody, and the art direction is gorgeous. So, you know, it's like lots of good stuff in there. Yeah. And uh, there's no happy fluffy time. No happy fluffy time. We should have that in our reviews now. Yeah. Happy fluffy time content zero. Exactly. Oh no, it's going to be yeah. a webcomic. It's going to happen. The happy oh, fluffy one, time quotient. Yeah. One of us got to write it. Yeah. yeah. So, so that's what I've been playing. All right, Phil. Have you been playing anything? Um, I played a little bit more of Infamous Two, like I talked about playing last week. Um, so I'm still working my way through that. But other than that, are you going to finish by the time Second Sun's out? Oh hell yeah! You've got until March. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah. Oh yeah, you're going to have to. You might have to fight Wayne for the review on that one. Okay. Like. Ah, we'll deal about that when the time yeah. comes. I got to get a PS4 first. Well, you oh, said that you're going to have one by then. Come hell or high I mean, I, I would love to think that, but at the same time, I I don't know about you guys, but I haven't seen any anywhere anywhere I, even I, on Amazon. It the next date, like I think it says like March. Really, my last time I saw it was end of February. Yeah, yeah. February twenty eighth. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. I don't know. I but, mean, I, I stopped looking for availability once I got mine. Well, I knew it knew, but um, no, it, it's proving to be much more difficult than I anticipated. I feel like at the same time, though, by the time that game comes out, that's probably when they're going to be more widely available. It's not like there's new software coming. There's going right to be a now. bundle. I mean, you know so, that they're going to have a bundle. Of course, Watch right? Dogs bundle too. So yeah. yeah, exactly. Like, there's not really new content uh, mm-hmm. right now for them to have a reason to be shoving out systems other than yeah. the demand and the longer. They keep them away, yeah. the bigger the demand's going to be. So oh, yeah. they're going to show up. When they show up, I'll get it. Until then, I'm PS3 in it, and I don't care. PS3 so in is, it. Yeah. is Infamous 2, you enjoying it even more, or is it starting to get on your nerves, or what? What's, um, what's your experience so far? Okay, well, I, I do really, uh, I, I, I am having fun. I do find that simply by virtue of the fact that I played the first game twice for both the good and evil version, um, there is an element of repetitiveness mm-hmm. that... Uh, is the only reason why I've slowed down. It's not that I don't like it. It's just sort of, you know, it's like uh, GTA games um, yeah. where there's only a certain number of missions. There's going to be repetition. And I've just, I'm just getting into a bit of a lag with that now. I'm positive that there's just a hump I've got to get over and that things are funky. 
Um, and then things are gonna things are going to get better uh, okay. once once I get past when, it. So I just how, hit a wall. How recently did you play the first Infamous? Um, I mean, a, a couple of years. Oh, okay. couple, yeah, right. like it, it has been a while. It's just um, I played the hell out of that thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so. Um, yeah, I'm still enjoying okay, it. Okay, so you're not worried then that playing Infamous 2 so recently is going to burn you out on Second Son when that comes out? Not at all, because like it looks so different. It okay. doesn't look the same at all, everything I've seen well, so it's, far. Well, it's Mega Man, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of, yeah. And it looks like you have completely different powers, and that's yeah. actually what's exciting me about it is, like, the times that I have gotten bored of Infamous 2 while I've been playing it, I've looked at footage of, of Second Son and been like, ooh, hey, this okay. looks like all my problems have been addressed. Plus, I can blow up everything. If I can blow up an entire city, if I get bored... That's going to satiate me just fine. Okay, you really need to play Saints Row 4. Yeah, I know, yeah, probably, that's, right? uh, it's, that's ridiculous. <laughs> so, yeah, so, yeah um, I just, yeah, I've been, uh, I haven't been a very good gamer this week, but okay. I will improve. We forgive you. Thank you. Alex? I have been playing... As in Warframe. Besides that... <laughs> You're not so, happy fluffy time. Yes. Uh, but I've been playing Broken Age. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh... I got one through the Kickstarter yep. or something. Spoil nothing. Spoil nothing. Don't, don't spoil anything. Okay. okay. Uh, it's very pretty. Okay. It's really, <laughs> Done. Really, it looks really, really nice. It's actually kind of fun to play. I, Do you feel that you got your investments worth? I feel like I got a really nice looking game that's kind of fun. Okay. That's an old. That's an adventure game, like they promised. So you don't seem so you don't sound too confident though that you got your investment. Well, I just started playing it okay. like for it in for one day. Okay. okay. I mean, it's really, it's well animated. It's kind of a cool idea. It's got the really good whimsical story, like storybook feel. Like, ooh, to it. how are the performances? How is Elijah Wood? Uh. Trying to remember who he is in that. He's the boy. Oh, uh, yeah, he's fine. Okay. I didn't actually uh, clue in that it was him, but it's uh, it actually sounds the voice acting's pretty good. Oh, really? So nobody was making any references to the One True Ring or anything like that? Not Just, yet. No. Okay. But uh, no, the uh, the two different uh, storylines, because you know, are actual are actually uh, both kind of interesting. They have very they have kind of the same theme to them, but a very mm-hmm. different sort of tone and. Different, obviously, like backdrop. That I can sort of see already how they tie together. Okay. And I have only found so far one thing that was a bug, and it was this, and it was just one instance where the subtitles didn't kick in. Oh. Because right. it wouldn't get out of a certain type of cutscene mode. So, so how is the pointing and the clicking? Uh, not actually that bad. Not actually that bad. Um, it's not pixel hunting. No, oh, okay. No, I was it's uh, kind of expecting that there would be some of that because it's you know. not it. It's not extremely hard so far. I mean, it's not, and you can sort of see what the solutions are going to be. Mm. Like, you get an item. It's like, oh, okay. I already. I. I can sort of piece together where I'm going to have to use this and how I'm going to have to use this. But at the same time, I've also discovered that my grasp of Occam's razor is kind of uh, blunting at this point. Okay, like. I miss I one of the early puzzles in the game it pretty much outright tells you after a while because it was just the case of I felt that I kept trying to use all these different things to get about get the same way and and the answer was much the more answer obvious was than... extremely simple to the point of actually being being embarrassing okay so don't know if it's gonna be as hard as a lot of other game as a lot of a lot of the old adventure games feels pretty easy so far 
you can sort of figure out what you're going to do pretty quick, pretty easily. Um, I don't know. Maybe you'll have to hunt for a pixel okay. at one point. And but it's no. only part one. It's only part one. Yeah. But uh, very pretty, very pretty, great animation, and overall, I'm confident. I'm somewhat optimistic. Okay. Is this story compelling? I mean, it's like, yeah. do you think that you can get emotionally invested in this? Are there I, going to be tears? I don't know about tears, okay. but I find the story, the two stories, and how they're kind of alluding how they're interconnected uh, very early on is actu- are actually really cool, kind of compelling ideas. And I get a kind of a meta quality from some of them, and I don't want to spoil anything, okay. but I get kind of a meta quality, particularly from Shay's uh, from Shay's stories, the okay. guys. Yeah. And uh, there's kind of a cool meta, meta quality to it in terms of the idea of choice and the idea of, like, destiny and whatnot. Hmm. Okay. And what you are required to do, what you're expected to do. And that comes into both of them. And I'm really interested to see them where that goes to and how they handle that. Well, we're not going to find out until the second part comes out. Nope. Yeah. So there's only going to be two parts? I believe that they're saying that, yeah, there's only supposed to be two parts, unless Tim Schafer suddenly decides that you know he needs a million bazillion more dollars to do part three, mm-hmm. which could happen because this is Tim Schafer that we're talking about. So, eh, I don't know. I'll uh, see more whenever I finish whenever I finish through the game Okay. and see how long it is. All right, then we'll check back with you in a few I guess maybe next week you'll probably be done by then. Uh, I might. Two, three weeks we'll give you. If you're not done by then, we're kicking you off. Yep. I'm throwing out in the snow with the bear and a copy of Warframe. Yep. Yep. I'm happy fluffy time. Yeah, you can't forget the happy fluffy time. We'll just get you an an iPod with that on continuous repeat. Well, they already have a cat Warframe, so... Cat Warframe. Well, kind of a cat Warframe. The the Valkyrs, kind of a cat-themed, kind of demi... I, I, I often refer to it as the bondage kitty. Okay. Because it's... That does not sound like happy, fluffy time. It, it does actually kind of sounds like it might be happy, fluffy okay. time. Yeah, it's... Uh, was this form that was released, that whole theme was it was experimented on, and then uh, you rescue it as part of the event, as the uh, events of one, of one of their events where you have to, where the corpus are cutting them up and making them into robots for them. Okay. And, okay, that doesn't uh, sound happy. It's no, it kind doesn't. of a weird Warframe, and I think I mentioned on the, one of the podcasts had a bit of controversy surrounding it, just in terms of some people, some people kind of didn't think that calling the ultimate hysteria, oh right, yeah, was particular was a particular was you know a particularly good idea. Mm. But yeah, that's uh, that's as close as you get to happy fluffy time so far until we get. Uh, until we get a bunny warframe. Okay. There you go. Bunny warframe will be next, and then uh, bat cow warframe. Mm-hmm. Which is only matter of time. Full yeah. warframe. Well, that's it for us this week. So. Did I play anything? No, I've been sick and sleeping. Boo earns. That's all mm-hmm. I've been doing. I swear to God, it's, I come to work, I go home, and I sleep. I come to work, and then I sleep, and that's it. Aww. Yeah. Yep. Exciting stuff, kids. <laughs> yeah, and I'm still not getting better. So who knows? But tonight I will be playing We Fit You. Why? Because I want to. But, like, exercise? <laughs> what? I love exercising. So you're not just going to sleep? It's like, you know, despite the fact that you just put in a full day at work, you're still going to go home and well, exercise? I, I actually have to finish, like, reviewing it, okay. so I have to play oh, it. If well, I fall right, asleep is, on yeah. the balance board, that's another thing, but <laughs> maybe. <laughs> 
No, I'm, I'm excited to try it out because, you know, those things sell out quick. Or at least when the Wii one came out, they sell it like that. Yeah. So it should kind be interesting. It makes me wonder what's going to happen with this whole Xbox fitness thing. Whether I'm actually really excited mm-hmm. to try it because I use both Sean T. and Julian Michael DVDs in my house. And okay. they're two of the trainers that have yeah. signed up So with you it. want them yelling at you on the Xbox one going, it's like, you know, come on, hustle, burn those calories. <laughs> well, yeah, I guess so. Okay. I will try it. I will definitely try it. Especially since my gym closed. So... Anyway, come on over to cgmagonline.com and check out Wayne's recent editorial on VR peripherals. Are they necessary? I vote yes, but, you know, that's me. Wayne, you look so blank-faced like you forgot writing this editorial. No, no, no. I was just like, I think actually what it was is whether or not consoles really needed VR yeah, peripherals. You, that's yeah. true. You were yeah. thinking more line that PC are fine. But, it's like, yeah, we, but the console one is where you get out the little, like, treadmill and isn't it? No, no, th- th- those are all just like, you know, huge, ridiculously expensive peripherals for Oculus Rift. You know, it's like, you know, so Oculus Rift is going to have all kinds of crazy accessories, like mm-hmm. the omnidirectional treadmill and all that stuff. You know, that, that article was really just about, so is this really going to translate if you try and come out with like an Xbox One or a PS4 version of Oculus Rift? Like, well, those consoles what Sony's even doing, it, right? Or should we yeah. just say, no, you know what? I want like a dedicated VR machine, so I'm just going to get Oculus Rift. Hmm. That was the point of that article. Should be interesting. So, I'm sorry. I, didn't, I haven't finished re- reading yeah, it yet. That's okay. So be better than me to go and finish reading Wayne's article at CGMag online. Oh, that's okay. No one reads my stuff. So. <laughs> oh, no. No one reads your stuff. That's why we put it up all the time. Yeah, because exactly. it gets absolutely no traffic whatsoever. Because yeah. all your spelling mistakes. And, yeah, you know, they, yeah, they, 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 there was just like a blank spot on the website. They needed to fill it up with something. Mm-hmm. They're like, you know, this guy's illiterate. But, you know, it's like maybe people will read it for laughs. So. Well, or, or you'll reach out to other illiterate people yeah. somehow. Your jumble might I make sense to them. I just got somebody to Maybe write it's out. like an illiterate language. You I guys got, have your own language now. No, I just got somebody to write out happy fluffy time over and over <laughs> again for like, you know, several paragraphs. That's that's the entire article. Yeah, there's actually we've actually set up a key bind for yeah. it now at the office. Happy fluffy time? Yeah. yeah, we just press the button, happy yeah. fluffy time. Exactly. I mean, it's like I, I just left that manuscript sitting on the desk and then my wife came down thinking that I'd been writing a novel this whole time while we were taking care of the hotel and she just saw happy fluffy time over and over and over mm-hmm. again. At that point she knew that I was possessed by an evil ghost and that I was trying to kill her. Well, that's son. when you also so, start scribbling little bunnies, yeah, right? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I just chopped an axe and broke through the door, stuck my face in and said happy fluffy time. So <laughs> Like that Darko. was a Shining reference, just in case you people didn't get where I was going with all of that. <laughs> I'm sure Cinema so Phil anyway. got it. Never seen it. She was just, yeah, Phil was just not no? amused. Really? You yeah. got to do that. No, there's about a billion movies and books I have to read, mm. so the list is out the door. Eventually, maybe. Eventually. When you get bored in your cabin. Yeah, when I get bored of uh, Happy Fluffy Time. Also, before the internet companies start charging you to use Facebook, come oh, on yeah. over and like our Facebook yeah. page. Because who knows when you're going to... Yeah. Soon it's going to be like, here's this extra feed of use Facebook. Yeah, come on, all you FaceTube guys. So. <laughs> yeah, my FaceTube. Yeah. I'm a FaceTuber. Mm-hmm. I don't even know what that is. They're the best. Yeah. Facebook.com slash Comics Gaming Magazine. Come on over. It's full of funny pictures and links to our most recent editorials. They don't let us do polls anymore, so that kind of sucks. Oh. But you can talk to us. I don't know. Facebook's weird. Yeah, it really is. If you really want to talk to us, though, Twitter. Yeah. Before they start charging you, use Twitter. Because, you know, that's going to happen too, apparently. I what, el- what else do we tentatively want to have people uh, look at before we uh, get Everything. Charged? Everything. Twitter, at CGM+, Google. Google+, Plus. so it's google.com slash little plus sign online, mm-hmm. And, of course, in Twitch TV. Twitch Come TV, and find yeah. us on Twitch TV before they start charging you for that. 
download this world. Keep downloading our podcast before they start charging you for that. And if you're going to download us, download our sister podcast. These warriors are terrible. Where you can hear some live drama, action, role playing goodness. It's adventurous and epic. Because soon it's going to cost you money to download that. Yeah. At this rate, I'm going to miss my wealth with internet so much. Enjoy it, folks. Everybody, wave goodbye to the internet. We're going to go back to the 80s. Mm-hmm. We're just going to have it all in vacuum tubes. Mm. All right. Thank you for listening, and we'll catch you next week with some more goodness. See you later. <laughs>